This is District Sentinel Radio, the show about the news and haiku. I'm Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of the Sentinel Fort here in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Subscribe over at patreon.com, patreon.com slash districtsentinel. Get access to all the content we put out each week, including our newscast for the left, Monday through Thursday. You also get your own poem written for you in red on the air. We got some haiku coming up later in the show. Newscast coming up in just a second, but first, big news while we were away on the weekend. Turns out Pizzagate was real. (laughs) Although this has been known for quite a while, this Epstein mess. I think people at the time were making Pizzagate is real jokes and 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 pointing to the Epstein yes. thing while, while like the actual Pizzagate stuff yeah. was going on. I'd have to play back the tapes to to see if we had made those jokes. Do you remember? I'm sure we did. My memory in sucks. a twist for the QAnon folks who uh, had their brains <laughs> broken by the other Pizzagate. Trump's implicated here, folks, or will be in all likelihood. Although I don't think they're going to be convinced that even if even if they could prosecute Trump or even if uh, evidence turned up like basically showing Trump involved in, in these sorts of horrific We're crimes. We're talking about Jeffrey Epstein, the billionaire, yes. and he was arrested over the weekend charged with sex trafficking, child sex trafficking. Right, of course, child abuse. But... The point is, I already saw one QAnon count, account tweet, uh, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. And it was a, it was a photo of Trump with Epstein. So they, they seem to think that this is all part of some uh, yeah. <laughs> Trump is bringing down Epstein. Another possible track is Stefan Molyneux, the fucking racist creep who always tweets that Muslims are involved in, in, in grooming gangs to to abuse Western white children, he said that, or he implied that it could have been blackmail, that they could have been set up with women that they did, or, or, or teens that they thought were adult women, and that, that this would all be blackmail. Yeah, so, it, took a, it took a lot of tricking to get Bill Clinton on an airplane full of teens and uh, happy ending massages or whatever the fuck was going on. All you need to tell Bill is what's really going on, and he's going to be there. You didn't oh, yeah. need to trick him at all. No, and not, not none him. None of this is confirmed, but this has long been reported on uh, open secrets that very powerful people are going to be taken down, or at least who knows if they'll be taken down. This is America, where rich and powerful people are rarely taken down, but they will be implicated in this whole affair. Well, yeah. I'm, including I, people like Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, Donald Trump. I, I'm just saying that the 35... Maybe the Dersh. Maybe, Although definitely. the Dersh is tweeting weird stuff about how this exonerates him. <laughs> just wait. I don't, I don't think the Dersh is going to be exonerated I don't here. think he is going to be exonerated. No, I certainly don't think he's going to win his libel cases either way. But the, uh, the point I was trying to make earlier is that the 35% of Trump supporters, uh, it's 35% of the country that will approve of Trump no matter what, as we see in polls, they don't care if he did it or not. If he yeah. did it, they would still support him. They would make stuff stuff up, like Stefan Melanov was suggesting that it was all just a setup. 
they, they say that Trump is going after Clinton and, and now he's getting attacked for it. I don't know. But we live in the dumbest time ever. So I'm just saying, don't expect this to bring anyone I down. Mean, not just dumb, <laughs> just dark as hell. We just had the 2016 election. And basically, no matter who would have won, their administration would have been implicated by and because Hillary Clinton, by association with her husband, who's likely going to be implicated here, would have been associated with the with a tri- child sex trafficking ring. And there's a whole bunch of lunatics who've long been warning about a child sex trafficking <laughs> ring, but a different one that's completely made up and they won't accept this one. <laughs> Another dark news. What the hell? Another very dark news. Uh, Christians United for Israel is in town, and I, I'm always happy to see people protesting APAC. I'm even happier to see people protesting Kufi because a bunch of fucking fundamentalist Christians who all want us Jews to live. Entire, entirely within certain geographic confines. Yeah, uh, I, I can't think anything about that that would that should make me feel uncomfortable to you. <laughs> so the vice president is there today, or he was there today. He spoke. He basically uh, used his platform to denounce AOC for rightly pointing out that he's running concentration camps on the border, which we're seeing young Jews in the street getting arrested all over the country, making this direct comparison. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is scheduled to speak. I think he's speaking right now, actually, as we are recording this. Uh, So we don't know what he's saying yet. But it's dark. I guarantee you it's dark. I guarantee you a lot of uh, trial balloons for how they can try to up aggression against Iran. That's what they're probably listening for in the speech. And uh, we see it in related news with Iran saying the nuclear deal is over, so we're just going to increase enrichment. And every dipshit journalist in the country saying Iran is breaking the nuclear deal, one that was already broken by the Trump administration. So I don't know what I'm doing here with with these rants. It's just uh, it sucks. Today sucks and everything is bad. The news about Iran is is Groundhog Day. We just went over this <laughs> like last week. All these same exact headlines. This yeah. is not new news. No, it's not. And it's false because the U.S. already broke the fucking deal. You can't break a deal that's already been broken. The vase is on the ground in pieces. And uh, it wasn't Iran who dropped it. No. It's Monday, July 8th, 2019. Here's the news. The Trump administration is killing an Obama-era regulation at the behest of the nuclear energy industry. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission announced today it's stopping a rule that was first finalized in 2013. The Obama administration had stated at the time that new rules were needed because the old ones were two decades old and required an update to include commonly used terms. It also sought to end certain exemptions to, quote, item control system requirements. Overall, it said the country needed a comprehensive framework, quote, for controlling and accounting for all special nuclear material under NRC oversight. But the Trump administration says this was too hard on the industry. In a notice canceling the rule, officials said today, quote, 
The NRC received 27 comment submissions from members of the nuclear industry, agreement state organizations, and private citizens. Several commenters expressed concerns that meeting the general performance objectives would require extensive changes and that the general performance objectives were in some cases too restrictive, end of quote. Of note, the record shows that in October, NRC staff wrote a letter to agency leaders asking for a final rule to be published on this issue. Ominously, the letter noted that the rulemaking process was initiated in May 2011, which was two months after the Fukushima nuclear disaster. Anyway, I'm no nuclear science expert. I was going to physics baked most of the time by the end of high school. But this sounds bad, folks. Does not sound good. Uh, I've watched Chernobyl, so yeah, I can confirm. <laughs> this is uh, bad. And something having to do with State Department propaganda. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. If Actually, it, no, Chernobyl's good. Oh, the, uh, good the show? Yeah, I don't really buy into the sort of people freaking out online, but... No, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, if, if, if NRC staff initiated this rule after Fukushima and asked the, the leaders a few weeks ago, what the hell is up? Uh, and they responded by saying, guess what? The rule is canceled. Um, yeah, you don't need a degree in uh, splitting the atom to know that that doesn't sound great. The cost of the U.S. war in Afghanistan, one of the longest in our nation's history, is rapidly approaching $1 trillion, including both the war making and the subsequent reconstruction. But there is an effort underway to end all that, and it's yielding some fruit. Zalmai Khalilzad, the U.S. peace envoy to Kabul, held another round of talks with Taliban representatives over the weekend and claimed that those talks were the most productive yet. According to Khalilzad, who didn't offer any specifics, progress has been made on commitments to U.S. troop withdrawals and a ceasefire on domestic terrorism. There's also a movement toward building a broader ceasefire and establishing direct talks between the Taliban and Afghan government representatives. Informal talks between the two parties in an unofficial capacity also began on Sunday as part of negotiations sponsored by Germany and Qatar. The uh, Taliban refuses to meet directly with members of the Afghan government, which they uh, deem a puppet state of the U.S. government, which isn't exactly an incorrect analysis. Um, but they are meeting together. They did meet together this weekend in non-official capacities, just as citizens of Afghanistan, uh, Afghan to Afghan. Despite, It's pretty wild that on one hand, you have the Trump administration trying to uh, reach this watershed moment in Afghanistan is at actually talking to North Korea uh, and yet is like very obviously trying to start shit with Iran and Venezuela. Yeah. So it, and not taking the lessons from Afghanistan that we started shit with in 2001 and we're still there. Right. And this is a country that uh, doesn't have near the capability, military capabilities that a country like Iran or Venezuela have. No. And yet you still have, despite this disparity, you still have these fucking dipshits who call Trump a, a dove or he's fighting the interventionists or the neocons and shit. Yeah. He's absolutely not. He's directing them all toward Venezuela and Iran. Yeah. Uh, to prove my point, despite all the costs of the war and reconstruction, both in real dollars and in human lives, more than 2,400 U.S. soldiers have died in the conflict. Countless more uh, civilians and fighters in Afghanistan 
The Taliban have made steady progress in reclaiming power. They hold territory equaling roughly one half of the country, and the most since they were formally dislodged from government by the U.S. invasion in 2001. And while there are talks of a ceasefire, in the meantime, there is still a lot of blood in the streets. During the weekend negotiations, Taliban fighters attacked government security compound and detonated a car bomb outside the Afghan intelligence directorate, killing eight officials and six civilians. Al Jazeera reported that more than 60 kids from a nearby school were injured by shrapnel from the blast. More second quarter fundraising numbers for 2020 are in. Kamala Harris raised $12 million, with one-sixth of that coming after the debate, as the Daily Beast noted, after the senator pants Joe Biden, who himself raised over $20 million. More strikingly, Elizabeth Warren today said she raised $19 million, more last quarter than Bernie Sanders by a cool million. Breaking it in. It's not clear who had more contributors yet, though Warren's campaign reported having 364000 in the second quarter. It averaged $28. Averaged $28. Sanders, as we noted last week, reported almost 1 million individual contributions. His is down to the teens. Isn't it like $16 or something? Yeah, the indi- I think the individual contribution was $18, but yeah. that doesn't mean... I think that the the was that contributor was twenty seven dollars or contribution was twenty seven dollars. Yeah. That was a twenty seven dollars. Well, Warren's still not there yet. She's still at twenty eight. <laughs> anyway, final quarterly reports are due next week at the FEC. I have a feeling she won't be fact checked on that number. Well, actually, it's twenty eight seventy five rounded up to twenty nine dollars. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was the worst. Uh, gotcha moment from actually the, wasn't there's been worse since then no i was gonna say from 2016 <laughs> right, I feel, yeah. but it's gotten even worse the worst one was i think glenn kessler so far being the the wealth because yeah. actually no one at the bottom half owns any wealth so you can't even multiply it god fucking nerd anyway uh warren and sanders are clearly putting up the most impressive numbers uh with biden and the front money runner Buttigieg targeting rich donors and corporate money Mayor Pete's fundraising lead, quite frankly, doesn't amount to shit. How, how sustainable is this? How sustainable is it for people to continue, rich people to continue cut, to cut huge checks to Pete Buttigieg while he stays polling at 4%? Well, either way, at least he's not totally embarrassing himself, unlike Beto O'Rourke, who has not released his numbers yet, <laughs> and uh, probably because he can't come up with any way whatsoever to positively spin them and that's with a willing captive media that would help him spin them (laughs) in other news if you watch the debates you might remember congressman eric swalwell he was the dipshit who looks like michael Sarah, who kept saying pass the torch well he didn't get the torch swalwell today is expected to announce he's dropping out of the race if you were wondering c-span will be covering the announcement so at least he has that going for him no way we are watching. Absolutely zero chance. I think there's more respect in dropping out gracefully like Swalwell than to stay in the race like Tulsi Gabbard right now and completely embarrass yourself <laughs> and your supporters and surrogates. Gabbard running defense for Joe Biden now, uh, claiming, uh, tweeting that she agrees with David Axelrod's analysis, former Obama guy Axelrod's analysis, that Harris was unfair to Joe Biden. And that it was a false accusation that Joe Biden 
is a racist. What is Gabbard going for here? Is Gabbard really angling to like be some be a Joe Biden cabinet position or something like that? I don't know. I, I don't. It's I mean, dumb to look into these motives, but if you're still on the Gabbard train, it's time to get the fuck off the train. <laughs> Whatever reason you're on the Gabbard train, there's better reasons to be on the Sanders train. It's on foreign policy. If you consider yourself on the left, like I see dummies like Jimmy Dore running around as surrogates for Tulsi Gabbard. Like, what are you doing, man? Get off, get off the Gabbard train. I don't train. expect anything it's, better from it's, him, it's obviously. It's derailing. But. Obviously not. But the Gabbard train, totally derailing. I think you're right to uh, speculate on her motives. And quite frankly, the subtext seems to be that she is cloying at the Sanders campaign for some sort of prominent role. And it probably decide that this time around, maybe it it's going to go in a different direction. So yeah. she is... Uh, Begging Joe Biden the only way she knows how. Finally today, Gen X and Gen Y are working to legalize weed around the country, and it's having an unusual effect on up-and-coming Zoomers. Sorry about that sentence. <laughs> My point is this. In states that have legalized weed, the number of underage individuals who reported smoking it actually declined. It went down. The Zoomers are turning into squares, which is a good thing. I guess just stops becoming cool. Essentially what's happening is the exact to some opposite. People, I mean, it's still cool to me. Yeah. What's happening here is the exact opposite of what people opposed to legalization warned of that it would turn all these kids into stoners. Well, it's not doing that research published Monday from J A M A pediatrics found that in states that legalized marijuana, there was an 8% drop in the number of high school students saying they used it in the last 30 days, a 9% drop in students who said they used it regularly during those 30 days. An interesting note from the research, there wasn't a similar reduction in states that passed strictly medicinal marijuana legalization, only in states that went all the way, full recreational legalization. So if you want to stop the kids from getting high, if you want to turn them into squares... Just legalize it. You know what it definitely is, is that this 8 or 9%, it's obvious that their parents smoke, and when it becomes legal, their parents can finally do it in front of them, and they don't want anything to do with stuff their parents are doing, so why I think <laughs> why that's would what wanna... we would like to think the reason is. Uh, the more likely reason is that legalization is putting dealers out of business. <laughs> And the only place you can get weed is dispensaries, which ID you. Yeah, but then, I mean, there are always, like, college students or yeah. other people that you can get to buy you weed. There's always going to be weed. I think it's the yeah, parents. I think it will. It's but the parents. I, okay. It's just like right. how kids stopped using Facebook when their, parents, when their parents got on. You're right. It could be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer. All right, that's the newscast. Time to read some poetry. All new subscribers on Patreon, patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Get their own haiku, in addition to all the other stuff like bonus content and all that. So, Sam, why don't you... Actually, you know what? I'll take it first. Go ahead. This one goes out to Jake. He thought he could win. He was wrong. It was Eric. Swall, not so well. Folks... Thank you, Jake. This is for Aaron. Women soccer champs. They won, so Trump pretends that 
they do not hate him. Thank you, Aaron. This one goes out to Ashley or Aishley. Here's an idea. A show about vintage cars, but for communists. Thank you, Ashley. Let's go with Ashley. Okay. Finally, this is for William. Mother, help mother. I wet the bed yet again, Mike Pence told his wife. (laughs) Thank you, William. And thanks to all the new subscribers, patreon.com slash district sentinel. If you subscribed and you did not hear your haiku today, stay tuned. It's coming up this week. Before we wrap everything up today, I do see that the listener rant line is indeed blinking. Let's see what people have to say. Hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. That sound in the background. Can you hear it? Oh, no, you can't. That's because it's the sound of a train. A long boy. Not fucking moving. Walking my way to get to a regular train. Uh, in about 15 minutes. That's a long boy. God damn. Yeah, if uh, you all couldn't make that out, that was a, a caller. A long boy caller. Having an experience with a long boy. That's one of, uh, one of the long boys we reported on last that, week. That's some frontline reporting that we got there from that caller yeah. who is showing what it's like to be stuck in front of a long boy. Yeah. Now, just rewind that, run back 15 seconds, <laughs> multiply that uh, by 60 yeah, and that's what it's that's what it's like getting stuck behind one of those long boys. More yeah, like one twenty. A long boy experience. Call the rant line. Let us know. Hey, Sentinel gang, it's Slater. I'm calling in uh, with a concern about the honor can. I'd have been as happy as anyone to see Andy NGO get his comeuppance, you know, but I'm afraid that Antifa wasn't responsible for giving him that black eye. All evidence really suggests this was some form of a false flag, and I personally believe he gave himself that black eye, uh, punching himself in the face like Jim Carrey from uh, Liar Liar in that one scene. Um, What's worse, Andy is coming out of this whole incident with a six-figure GoFundMe. I I don't think it's out of line to call this guy the Vietnamese Jesse Smollett, and hopefully the truth will be revealed in due course. Uh, I wish I could be more optimistic about Andy facing consequences for this blatant fraud, but you know, let's let's wrap this call up on a strong note. Uh, Esteban Luiza, innocent. Lil Dirk, innocent. O.J. Simpson, glove didn't fit, so follow him on Twitter. Peace. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> I have to say, I was I was not prepared uh, to hear a caller criticize our uh, Antifa take, but I think that is the only legitimate criticism you could make, which is the theory that Andy No just completely faked this whole thing. Yeah, I could see that. Just based alone on his tweets and his actions post the event. Right. It does look like on some of the videos that have been posted that he definitely gets decked, uh, but... As has been theorized, he, he could have paid someone to do it. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't put it past Did him, quite get, frankly. He didn't even really get a black eye. It's more like a like a cut under his eye, like a grazing wound. What it really reminded me of is that in hockey, uh, 
when you take a high sticking penalty, it's normally two minutes, but it's four minutes if you draw blood. So sometimes it looks like players are trying to like scratch themselves after they take a high stick to get that four minute penalty. That's exactly what this shit reminds me of. I'm, I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking in broad terms here. Let us know what you think. Call the rant line 202-684-6108. That is District Sentinel Radio for today. Thank you to our sponsor, the Congressional Dish Podcast, hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. We're back tomorrow. We're here in D.C., so you don't have to be.